Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to the latest installment of Your Money and a Cup of Joe. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and as always, we have our star of the show in Mr. Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group joining us here. We're going to be tackling another wealth management-related discussion on today's show. That's what we seem to do here. Uh, but you know what? We're going to take a specific angle towards family businesses today. So to frame up today's conversation, let's think about a family business, a successful one at that. If you're going to run a successful family business, it's going to take a tremendous amount of working hard and then, of course, working smart along the way. Oh, and by the way, you've also got to navigate those family dynamics. And if you're a frequent listener or viewer of this show, you know that Joe and I have talked about those family dynamics. And boy, can they present some sticky situations along the way. So that all that being said, we're going to be examining today some of the key mistakes that successful family businesses are making. And the key word is successful in this. You know, these are these mistakes that those family businesses are maybe are holding themselves back with. So Joe and I are going to be acknowledging what some of these mistakes are and, of course, Beth, you know, how to best avoid them for you and your business. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Joe on and get right into today's discussion. Joe, it's good to see you this morning. How are you doing? Doing great, Ryan. Great to see you. I'm excited for today's topic. We've got a lot to cover here. Absolutely. You know, Joe, you work very closely with a lot of family businesses. This is a very pertinent topic for you and your world. Let's get right into it. So, Joe, when it comes to a family business these days, I would imagine, let's set the scene for us, that the need for wealth planning as a whole has got to be immense. It's it's huge and it's very important. It really is, Ryan. As you know, I mean, family businesses are essentially the foundation or the backbone of so many economies around the world. When you think about it, the family business is the oldest business model that there is. And we see so many family businesses that want to continue for multiple generations. So the decision making that they're ongoing, not only in the structure of their business, but the people of their business is very important. In many of the cases, it's the aim of the family controlling the business itself that wants to ensure that continuity over time and making sure that the business thrives over multiple generations and they want to maintain ownership and control. Well, to make all that happen smoothly and successfully, obviously, lots of family businesses have to engage in a wealth planning process and that involves the strategies around investing, legal, other areas, that are all integrated in a very synergistic manner, if you will, that has all the solutions working in concert with one another. So I would imagine, Joe, given all those various you know elements that are at play within this situation, I think it's safe to probably say that there's a risk for mistakes that pops up. There are. There are. There absolutely are, Ryan, unfortunately. There are numerous ways that you know a family business could get derailed by, say, wealth planning mistakes and errors. I mean, the first one we see is, advisors in the family business ownership space or decision-making choose to work with the wrong wealth planner, meaning the plan or what's wrong with their particular goals and needs. And that can create complications that ripple through the family business itself. All too often, say, the planners are attorneys, accountants, wealth managers, financial advisors. They all approach the family business only from the vantage of their own expertise and their own set of preferred strategies and solutions. I mean, that can be a sign that the planner is wrong for the family business. It's common, for example, for planners to think of the family business as some form of monolithic entity. You know, usually we find the reality is very different. There are family businesses with complex structures, and there are those with very simple structures, as well as, you know, a wide variety in between those two. 
And similarly, there is a range of family issues that can affect the business itself. But the planner may only have a hammer and see every problem as a nail, and that's not going to work. So the family businesses can suffer badly. And when they bring that in state-of-the-art expert who's enthralled and wants to bring in their own brilliance, well, they tend to deliver very intricate wealth planning solutions, but the cutting edge idea may not be necessary. And it could be a very simple and easy to understand implementation. So you have to really address what's very specific for that need. Sure, sure. I mean, working with the right wealth manager, boy, is that such an important detail in this for a family business. And, and that being the case then, Joe, what would you say that families, business owners, and decision makers should really be looking for that tells them that a wealth planner is, in fact, the right one for them? Family members, I think, Ryan, should look for somebody seeking to engage a planner who can develop deep insights into both the family and then that includes the aims and the concerns of the members, right? Everybody who's involved in the family business. And we often talk about this, and we've talked about a, this a little bit before, they've got to address the human element. The aspects of the family business and the family wealth that go beyond the numbers or any single solution. Families should look for wealth planners capable of providing the highest single quality expertise to address the family's goals and pressing concerns. And we see there's, a, there's often a pervasive tendency among family businesses to focus on a wealth planner's technical proficiencies with numbers and data and not take into account his or her ability to discern what's really important to the family itself. Both sides are so important. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. All right. So, so finding the right, that right wealth planner for them that takes in the, you know, the family values as well as that technical side, that is a mistake that many family businesses are making these days. Talk us through another big mistake that you're seeing just too many successful family businesses making these days. Yep. There's an, oftentimes an over-focus on the issue of minimizing taxes. And of course, one key role of many wealth planners is to minimize taxes for families and their businesses. And there are a number of ways to reduce or even possibly eliminate taxes. Great. I, I don't think I've ever met a business owner who didn't want to reduce taxes. So we understand that importance. But wealth planners can set up a single structure for a family business that will reduce current income taxes, better manage risks, and transfer wealth to the next generation. But the wealth planner may also, in some cases, be able to transfer equity to heirs at a discount from current valuations. So there are structures that we can all implement. And we need to consider that, right? All right, very important. But if the wealth planner fails to understand the family member's agendas and focus too heavily on tax minimization and elimination, the outcomes can be bad. I mean, think about it. While reducing or eliminating taxes is often a major objective for the families, we often find it's not the only objective, right? Sometimes it's nowhere near the most important objective either. For example, most families involved in a business together deeply value family harmony. And in families with multiple heirs who have different levels of involvement in the family business, the smartest tax strategy from a technical standpoint may very well be fueling family discord. So the cost of the resulting conflict could exceed any tax savings achieved. So the upshot here is really important. The wealth planner has to have a duty to help the family understand the trade-offs between its aims, such as family harmony, and potentially tax mitigation. 
Alrighty, so I'm hearing that over focus on tax mitigation. That's an issue that too many successful family businesses are doing these days, Joe. Talk us through a third one. You know, we're, we're listing them off at this point. What's a third wealth planning pitfall that you're seeing successful business owners make? A big mistake families and businesses overlook is being secretive about their wealth planning. And this might involve not informing the heirs of how something concerning the business or its finances is set up, meaning the kids don't find out until the will is read. And we talk about this a lot with our clients if they give us permission. The intention behind the secrecy, and oftentimes it's extreme secrecy, is good. For example, they intended to maintain family cohesion, or they think the kids just don't need to know everything. But instead, it usually leads to something that's a little bit more counterproductive. Now, making sure all the heirs know the intent of the current family business can potentially lessen possible future conflicts. So it's open communication about what's happening within the family and the family business today, as well as what might happen in the future is vitally important. Taking that approach permits family members to adapt to their roles and deal with the conflicts and concerns early on instead of later when emotions are out of control. That's where we try to help be proactive instead of having to deal with the reactive. And it doesn't mean, Ryan, that all the details of the wealth planning have to be made 100% transparent. That's what most people are fearful of. Everybody doesn't have to know all the details. But making the relevant parties aware of the big decisions concerning the business and potentially other assets can potentially head off damage to the family enterprise later. It is a balancing act for sure, and one that a good, experienced advisor who's got technical and human element expertise can help you achieve. Yeah, that's a big one, Joe. I'm, I'm glad you brought that one up. And and there's, you know, Joe, we've talked a lot on this show about just, you know, circumstances change for families, right? There's a lot of elements at play, you know, political, socioeconomic. I mean, the list goes on. So what's a mistake that you see these successful family businesses making these days, Joe, that might relate to that idea of just staying current and up to date? Yeah, very important, Ryan. Big mistakes can be failing to keep your wealth planning accurate and up to date. It takes a lot of time and effort to address wealth planning. As a result, families who've engaged in wealth planning sometimes take the attitude, well, we check that box and it's done forever. But I can tell you numerous times and we proactively go back to our family business owners, let's up this again, let's re-up it, whether it's a second opinion stress testing, whatever it is. The reality is family businesses by their nature are constantly in flux. That could be in flux from family dynamics, changing economic conditions, or competition, for example, to name a few. So it's important to address these changes as they occur. But in order to ensure that the wealth planning remains accurate and relevant, it has to be an ongoing process. And as those changes are happening, it can be wise for a family to connect with its wealth planner or planners to assess the impact and make adjustments as needed. Yeah, gotcha, Joe. And Joe, before we move on to the, our fifth, you know, final mistake for these successful family business owners, what would you say families should do if they, you know, if they're looking back at their plan, they're realizing it is in fact outdated. Yeah. So a current is let's go ahead and go back and re-update or have a second opinion. I mean, 
For example, families who've not kept their wealth planning up to date, an effective approach is to have it review at least the core elements of their plan. And the aim is to ensure that, for example, no mistakes have been made, right? External factors such as meaningful changes in the business environment haven't been overlooked. Are all the family relationships still being intact or, or is something being overlooked? Has anyone gotten divorced or has anyone gotten married or is any of the junior kids now all of a sudden become adults? So there are family changes just by age or natural life experiences. And then possibly, are there any new wealth planning strategies and solutions that are being overlooked? So for many families, the wealth planning accuracy is important because there's a difference between having the business for generations and losing it because of poor planning or intention. Ryan, I can share with you an experience that we've got a current client today who had a family member in a prior generation lose it because they didn't keep their plans up to date. It is not a one and done scenario. That's I appreciate you sharing that example for us, Joe. Well, all right, let's bring it home here. Fifth and final big mistake, Joe, that you're seeing the successful family businesses make. What is it? A big one is viewing the sale of the family business as failing in some way. The idea that a family can't continue to run the business is all too often seen as a personal failure. Some family members, it's, it's their legacy to just continue the family business. And not doing so is a disgrace. But for some wealth planners, they may oppose a sale. For example, there are trust agreements that can prevent the sale of a company to people outside the family. While that idea may be to keep the family together, the results are more likely to cause intra-family warfare. Different family members may see how the business wants to be run differently each time. And that conflict of, of business vision can create that intra-family warfare. For example, if inheritors don't want to own or manage the business at all, it's likely smarter to just sell the enterprise altogether. And that can be personally painful for the entrepreneur who created the enterprise, but it would be financially successful to do so. So there is often a trade-off. And wealth planners can play an important role in helping to maximize the after-tax proceeds the family receives from that sale. So a highly effective way to deal with that is to ensure there's as much flexibility for family members as possible. The more options a family has, the more likely family members will benefit now and in the future, which goes back to one of our prior points, having that open communication, as much as you're comfortable in revealing, is important to set the groundwork not only for today, but also in the future. Oh, no, that, that's a good one, Joe. So so in summation for our audience, you know, those five critical mistakes that we're seeing successful family businesses make. That first one, working with the right wealth manager. Second, being an over-focus on tax mitigation strategies. The third, that idea of being a little secretive when it comes to wealth planning. Joe, that was a really good one. Glad you brought that up for us today. Uh, fourth, really that idea of... Um, you know, making sure that your plan is being revisited over time. It doesn't become outdated. And then finally, this idea of viewing a sale of a business as a negative, you know, there are strategies, there are options that can be leveraged when you view that with a glass half full mentality, if you will. Uh, so Joe, for those, you know, joining us today on the show, they're, they're considering all of these, these different, um, you know, mistakes. Maybe they're even making some of them themselves within their family business. Let's say they're interested in reaching out to you and your team to just have a conversation about one or maybe all of these mistakes. What would be the best way they could get in touch with you? 
I'd say reach out to us either by phone or through our website. We're happy to engage and they may feel like they've got three of the five in good shape, but maybe two need tweaking. We're still happy to have a conversation. We're happy to give them a second opinion or do a stress test somewhere along the way. But we do have a bevy in our virtual family office that helps them understand who is it that you want us to serve? How do you want to be served? And what do you need help with? Even if we aren't the right entity, we might have somebody we can turn on or turn to them to help them with that. So we're happy to engage in that kind of conversation. Fantastic. Well, Joe, I know you're a busy guy. You've got a lot of clients to serve, so we'll let you get back to doing that. But I appreciate you being with us here and, and diving into these different mistakes that you're seeing so many family businesses make. Ryan, great to see you. Great topic today. Really enjoyed it. All righty. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. And hey, look, we want to say one final thank you and goodbye to our audience. We appreciate you guys being with us here on the show today. As always, if you took anything away from our show today, you benefited from the conversation in any way, shape or form, you know, go ahead and subscribe to the show on whichever platform you checked us out on today. And then, of course, share this information with any family, friends or business owners, anybody that you think would benefit from these types of conversations, because we're really just talking wealth strategies, wealth solutions, and, and ultimately, we're just bringing some of the conversations that Joe is having with his clients and we're taking them right here to you guys on this show. So we've got some great topics queued up. We'd love to have you with us for our future episodes. So for Joe, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but thanks again for joining us on Your Money and a Cup of Joe. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Financial Services Incorporated. UBS Financial Services Incorporated does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. This material is made available for use by CEG. Neither UBS Financial Services Incorporated nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services Incorporated is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, member SIPC. Joe Kaleo at Kaleo Wealth Management Group, UBS Financial Services Incorporated. Office address 200 West Highway 6, Suite 400 in Waco, Texas, 76712.